Welcome to Show Your Scars with me, Jordan Angeli. Using my experience as a former professional athlete, I will take you inside the journey back from a devastating injury. Although we may not choose for this to happen to us, we appreciate who we've become in the process. Now, let's dive into this week's episode as we share our strength and show our scars with pride. What's up, guys? I hope everybody's doing well and enjoying another week of getting better. Wherever you're at, know that there is always growth to be had and that growth mindset can really propel you forward. I'm going to be talking to Lonnie Woods today. She is on Instagram at Evolution of Lonnie and she's got a interesting journey going through ACL rehab right now during the midst of COVID. I wanted to talk to her and see how she is coping and handling things and she also talks about what she's done and what this injury recovery has inspired her to do in the middle of all this. So without any further ado, let's see what it is all about, the evolution of Lonnie. Here she is, Lonnie Woods. Lonnie, it's so nice to meet you. It's nice to finally meet you too. (laughs) I know. You know what I love is um, just meeting people through social media and getting them, letting them have a chance to tell their story. And I know that when I first met you, I was like, yes, we need to share this story. I am so happy that we made this work because I think um, you're going to have a lot of great things to be able to share uh, to everybody. So first and foremost, do you want to just give a little intro of who you are and give people a background of um, who Lonnie Woods is? Definitely. Okay. Well, everybody that knows me, they call me Lonnie, uh, but uh, my name is Leilani Woods and I am, I don't even know how to go go to this. I'm not, I'm not a professional athlete at all. I'm an avocational athlete. I do OCR. I, uh, that's my sport of choice. And tell people what OCR is because obstacle course racing. Sorry. That's okay. No, I, I knew what you were talking about, but I just want (laughs) to make sure everybody knows because I think some people would be like, Oh, what is that? So obstacle course racing. Yeah, once upon a time, I didn't know what it was myself, but everybody kind of knows or has seen at least a Spartan race or a mud Mm -hmm. run, and so that's what it is. People liking to run through mud and jump off of stuff. How'd you get into that? (laughs) Um, Ultimately, I went to a fitness expo uh, because I'm a big gym rat, so I was going to a fitness expo, and I saw the Spartan expo series there, and after being terrified of trying it one day I decided to finally try it and it was so great that I just was like oh yeah I gotta do it again so I ended up signing up for a race and yeah the the rest (laughs) is history as they say what was it about that race because if you're a gym rat and you loved working out and it, it clearly being an athlete has been something that is inside of you, right? And something that you yeah. love to tap into. What was specific about these races that just felt like I want to do more was, of these? It was different and it was it was outdoors and it wasn't like a team sport. It was solely on your own abilities and you're basically competing against yourself. And it just was this freeing feeling of not having the extra critics of Mm. other sports and 
like in the gym, you're inside and then there's people all around and no one talks. It's kind of like everybody's doing their own thing. But on the course, everyone talks and says hi and everyone's friendly and everyone is helping everybody to get over the obstacles because everybody's goal is just to get you know to the finish line. Wait a second. Is this, um, is this also a ACL club plug there? Because I feel like that's what we're doing, right? You're running your own race, but you're also supporting everybody along the way as well. Right. It, it kind of goes together. The communities are very much the same. It's crazy. So h- how many races do you think you've competed in? I haven't done a lot. See, so, um, I've only done three altogether. Okay. Um, and then I, well, I don't know if I want to get into that part yet, but yeah, I had to stop because I injured myself. <laughs> yeah, well, well, let's get into that because this is something that you're trying to get through as we're speaking, right? You're currently right. in the recovery okay. process. Um, had you been injured before, before this happened? I actually had, but not through sport. I had been in a car accident that broke my hand before and it was a really hard experience mentally mm. and I didn't do so well with that okay and so this injury was at a race I decided to do a flip off of one of the obstacles and I landed really wrong and so I got um well I heard the pop that everyone says they hear Mm -hmm. so I it turns out I tore my I tore my ACL and I ruptured I not ruptured what was it I got something called a tibial plateau avulsion fracture, Mm -hmm. which is where the PCL kind of pulled away from the bone and took some of the bone with it. And my MCL was also sprained and, you know, other minor injuries that went along with it. So I was in a cast. um, We call it the cast up to my ass, you know, full leg (laughs) cast for like six weeks. And then once they took that out off, I had to um, do rehab for two months before they would do the surgery because I had to get full range of motion back. Oh, wow. Okay. So talk to me about why they casted you because there, this is, this is a, not just an ACL injury, right? This is multiple things that you injured and that cast was in hopes to help your PCL heal back that break. Yeah. The fracture that had happened. So they were just giving the bone, giving the bone time to heal back. Wow. So, yeah, that had to happen first. I was, <laughs> I oh was my upset. Gosh. I didn't understand at first, but it turned out, I guess it was for the best. Yeah. I mean, yes, but it doesn't make it easy. Right. I think no. that's something that I think everybody learns through the recovery process is that things can be you can learn lessons and it can be challenging in the same moment, right? That you can see the positive out of it and you can also really think it sucks and that's okay. And I just got to go back because you said you flipped, you did a back, you're going to flip (laughs) off and off. Like, are you you wild? I'm a little wild. So (laughs) keep in mind, I have no gymnastics training. Never, ever. (laughs) You're just like, I'm going to do a flip. I, I do flips at the beach, like okay. we hang out at the beach and they have like rings and we have bars and ropes yeah. and stuff. You flip there, you land in the sand, you're good. So we're in the middle of the desert and the ground is hard and I do a flip off of the rings and I land and it goes like snap, crap, pop. Mm-hmm. So it was just totally different. I just totally... Was it, 
painful at first? Was it, oh my gosh, what happened? You think the shock was the it worst was a shock, part? Because I didn't feel pain at all at first. And it was just like, oh my God, what was that? And I just couldn't walk. And mm -hmm. it felt like my knee was like going from under me. And I was like, oh my God, I dislocated my knee. And which so, you did <laughs> in a way. Basically. Yeah. So I sat there and I rubbed it. Then I tried to get up and I wanted to finish. And it like moved again. And I'm like, uh-uh, something's really wrong. So then I tried to hold on to someone and like hop off and, you know, still try to finish. And it just, it just wouldn't let me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Not happening. So once you first got that diagnosis and you found out that you had to have a cast, what were your initial reactions to that? Okay, well, they told me about that, the fracture before they knew about the ACL. Oh, wow. So it okay. was like a cast for five weeks or whatever. Like, okay, that's cool. At least it's not my ACL. <laughs> Did you have that thought? Yeah, that was my exact thoughts. I yeah. was like, okay, thank God it's not my ACL. And yeah, so they ended up doing an MRI through the cast. And then they saw that the ACL was fully ruptured too. And so that, that diagnosis was like really the one that got me because I knew that the recovery was going to be at least nine months. And mm. it just, I thought I'd never be able to basically run again or something. Yeah. It was very depressing. And I, I live in an apartment that has stairs, you know, inside. So I couldn't really get up the stair, up and down the stairs. It was just rough. Yeah. So, um, but I ended up turning to the internet. <laughs> Instagram and finding all these people that have had ACL surgery or right. or were getting ready to and just basically this whole community of people that were going through the same things and understood where other people were just like oh well I hope you get better <laughs> yeah. they didn't really understand so had you did you know anybody in your immediate life that had gone through an ACL injury or was it just totally no, foreign? Never, never anything like it. <laughs> so, so you it were was, searching for expectations, like what should I expect? What should I know? What all those things? What did you find that you felt like was really helpful for you, or was it just finding the community in itself? Well. I, well, I learned a lot about it by just reading like what it was and about the recovery process. And then in my searches, I found Jesse Graff. <laughs> and so she's obviously American, Ninja American Ninja Warrior, right? Yes. And so she's had two ACL ruptures and she's still a Ninja Warrior. <laughs> so right? I was like, okay. And then I just started looking up other people and finding groups and I found your group and uh, other people and we made our own little group or group chat that we still talk to each other and that people some of them had already had their surgery and they were like giving us advice of what to expect when we have the surgery and then other people that were like you know hadn't had the surgery yet and were just like kind of clinging to each other like oh my god yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what I built this club off of is I wanted people to know that they were understood and that people got that when they were having a bad day, it wasn't that everything was 
you know, it wasn't the end of the world, but that we can look at each other and say, I've been there. And like tomorrow you have a chance to wake back up and try again. And also to allow people to have a space where they can create their own little micro ACL clubs, right? That you, by just interacting with the Instagram account, you can meet people who are going through the process and that I, you know, I, I built it not to facilitate everything. I built it to establish relationships within the people that are there. And for me to hear that you've done that, and I had someone on last week, Louisa, she did the same thing where they had their own little micro ACL club. Like that's what it's about, right? Because then you can really create relationships and build uh, a nice bit of communication with other people in order to, help them through those bad days or support them through the good days, all those right. things. Right, because it, it's a really lonely journey and having to go through it amid COVID as mm. well was like an extra dose of challenge. My um, hospital shut down, so I didn't even get to see my orthopedic surgeon like after my surgery. I was lucky enough to get in and have surgery before everything shut down. And so I didn't get physical therapy either. So I really was just like lost and stuck. Like didn't know because we were at this with the stay at home orders and that group that we had created our little group chat is what kept me going because they would share their exercises that they got when they were going physical therapy with, or when they were in my um, stage. Yeah, stage of the recovery. So it really got me through that. Without that, I, I don't know where my knee would be right now. Oh my gosh. That is so, I love that. And just the support that you had through the, this group for you, what's the timeline? So you got injured, but then you were in a cast and then you had to have surgery. So when did you, when did you get injured? When was the cast off and when was surgery? So how far out of surgery are you? Um, I'm like five months out, but I got injured in October. I got the cast off in December. And then I didn't get surgery until February, February 20th. Okay. So So you're a couple months now out of ACL surgery. mm -hmm. Uh, What was the most difficult part of that process for you? After the surgery? Oh, I'm not even sure. I guess where to start. Yeah, it was uh, the initial like after the surgery, the pain and trying to get the flexion back. I think that's the hardest part and not having anyone really there to really gauge how I'm doing. Yeah. (laughs) So it literally was up to me mentally. And so if I didn't succeed in getting my range of motion back it was entirely my fault Mm. (laughs) did you did you feel like you could handle that at that time or did you just need somebody to support you in that process because you probably how many p you probably didn't get very many pt visits before no i had only got one before everything shut down so how did you handle uh, all that pressure on you too How did I handle all the pressure? I honestly, it was, um, it was hard. It it was really depressing. And I was very fortunate to have the, the 
people in the group to talk to about, you know, my feelings. Yeah, I can't be like, I handled it like a G. <laughs> it's okay. So, I think that when we're vulnerable, we actually connect with people better because people are going to listen to this who are going through recovery right now and have had these same things, right? So yeah, I, I think it's important to just let people know. Yeah. So I think that's when, the, during this whole recovery process is how I got into listening to podcasts more okay. and listening to these people's stories of them overcoming these injuries, like different people, like everyday people, and then, you know, professional athletes and on these different scales really kind of motivated me and made me look forward to getting better and you know, give me that extra push I needed to get up in the morning and to oh, get on the stationary yeah. bike and to do the exercises and just to keep pushing, like gave me hope that, hey, one day I could be doing that. I could actually run. I might be able to actually com to compete at an elite level if I just work hard enough. So <laughs> it was, um, it was interesting experience. <laughs> yeah. I think that even though you couldn't physically lean on other people, I think it shows just how much we need each other, right? We yeah. need people and we need uh, others to support us through the hard times and rally around us and cheer us on during the <laughs> good times. And right. you just talking about that, it, it makes you understand how much more connected we are even um, as humans saying that you could relate to an everyday person and you could relate to a professional athlete. Like there are all parts of this recovery process that are unique, but they're also interconnected. And it sounds like you really found that that helped you understand that you can do it too. Right. Yes, it did. Very so, much so. Yeah. For you, what do you wish you would have known before going into this recovery? When knowing what you know now, what are some of the things that you would tell people before they go into surgery? <laughs> Dang, why did I not expect this question? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one of the things I wish I would have known, sheesh, it, I mean, I guess how hard it really is in the beginning it's like you hear people's stories and once they've already been through it they kind of don't really go into detail of how hard it was like how much pain it actually was trying to get your need of it like the beginning stages of you know the rehab and you know just after surgery when the you know anesthesia wears off and the mental aspect of it, like how it feels to not be able to do simple things. Like you have to get the crutches just to go to the bathroom or the pain from the, the crutches and your arms being tired. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's really tough work mentally and physically, but it makes you stronger. Yeah. I think that it overall made me stronger as a person, as a mother, as an athlete, all when you're talking about that, the thing that really pissed me off and I remember getting so upset when I was on crutches is I couldn't bring a glass of water from the kitchen to the couch by myself. And I was, I was livid. I was like, started bawling and screaming. I was like, I just want to do this by myself. It, it, it humbles you in a way. Yes. 
It does. Oh my God. Yeah, I know I had the same kind of experience with, um, I went to coffee bean. (laughs) I just want my coffee bean. I have this coffee cup that gave it to me and I'm on my crutches and I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But luckily somebody saw me and they were like, would you want me to carry that for you? And I was like, thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's better than me. I probably would have been crying. Yeah. Thank you. Don't worry about me. (laughs) How do you feel? You mentioned that you grew, you've already grown a lot. as a person, where do you feel like you've grown a lot in a, as a person? What attributes or characteristics? I think I probably should have had a long time ago, which is patience, mm. one thing. And it humbled me a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say that my ego was a little big and now I'm, I've been humbled and I just see the value of the simple things a little bit more and not neglecting just other, you know, the small stuff like accessory work (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to working out. And, and it, I don't know, it made me a better, also a better listener, like having to talk to other people and just, hear their stories and it made me a better um a better friend like I'm more encouraging I I don't know empathetic maybe yeah empathetic it's just I just feel like a totally different person than I was I don't even know how to really explain it in detail no I don't think you have to you you did a pretty good job right there of saying the things that you feel like you've tapped into uh humility empathy patience those are giant things that we learned during this process and something that I know when you look back you say I'm grateful for that right I'm grateful I learned those lessons do you feel like those are going to be things that will help you when you do get back to your sport of obstacle course racing, that you, it will help you to have learned those lessons? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I will not go flying doing crazy stunts that I am not trained for off of obstacles. And I mean, you can use patience anywhere. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Patience is one of those that you learn too many times in your life. You're like, I've got it. I'm patient now. And then something else smacks you in the face and you're like, okay, I guess I got to learn more. More patience <laughs> it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. It comes It comes somehow with age. Lonnie, you've got a, such a good energy. And one of the things that you were talking about is you've been listening to people's stories. And... <laughs> you have used this time where you've struggled and you've also done a lot of work on not only yourself mentally, but physically as well. And you've gotten to a place where uh, you've pushed through some difficult things and you took this time during COVID to say, okay, there, there might be other people like me that I can help share their stories and share what they're doing. So tell us about the podcast that you've started. Okay. <laughs> if I must. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Twist so my yes, I have um, this, I will, over the course of this recovery, I've heard a lot of different stories, not just ACL stories. 
And I wanted to create a platform for people to share these stories, especially injured and adaptive athletes. Like not just, you know, one injury, there's so many different types of injuries and so many disabilities and people overcome these things and, you know, other stuff like mental health, that's an issue too. Everybody comes, has to overcome some thing at yeah. some point in their life. And that story may help somebody, no matter how big or small they think it is, somebody might need to hear that. Like it might be exactly what that one person needs to hear. Mm -hmm. And I want there to be an outlet for that to get out there too not just like the celebrities and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I created Unrelenting Humans, um, which is my podcast. <laughs> uh, it's only audio right now. I don't have like a YouTube, but it is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and almost everywhere where you can listen to podcasts. And I have some really great stories on there. I have uh, weight loss stories. Um, I have a couple ACL stories on there as well from my whole crew that yeah. <laughs> our, our inbox crew, our DM crew. Yes. <laughs> so why'd you choose that name? Out. Unrelenting humans. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of names. <laughs> there were a lot of names that I went through before picking that name. And, um, the literal hold on, the literal definition of unrelenting is i know i suck sorry you're fine oh my gosh don't say that and don't say it's only audio no it's audio and that is amazing don't don't use that descriptive word to say only you know like that it's not good enough because it is good enough i love audio myself yeah. i do it, I, it just, I, I like listening and closing my eyes and imagining to me, it's, it's magical. But That's I think this is something that we learn in the ACL recovery journey, right? Is that the way we speak to ourselves or the way we speak about the things that we're doing, we can be our own worst critics and it, you're not only doing something, you're doing it, you're doing it. And it's amazing. And you're not only walking again, right? I'm only walking. I'm not running yet. No, you're walking again. <laughs> You right? know what? That that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, you're not that's only doing an audio podcast. You're doing a podcast and you're telling people stories. And like if you gotta celebrate that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I do, I do. I gotta get get that, get better with that. Self-talk. Okay, we <laughs> all do. We all it. do. It's just recognizing <laughs> it, right? And that's one of the biggest things, is just recognizing how we we do that. So um so you were telling us what unrelenting. Uh, so unrelenting, the definition of unrelenting is not yielding in strength, severity, or determination. So I felt that that was the perfect name because you have to be strong to get through this stuff, to overcome, just to, you know, with any injury. It takes mental strength and physical strength. And you have to be determined. You have to be determined that you want to get better, that you're going to get better. Yeah. <laughs> and no, so that you're going to do the work to do it. And, you know, you, you got to be consistent. And that's what it's about. And you're human. At the end of the day, we are not superheroes. We're not aliens. We are humans. 
We are human. We are flawed. Yes. And perfect at the same time. Yes. (laughs) So I love it. Congratulations. That's awesome. And um, I'll tag your podcast in the show notes to make sure people know where to find you and find those uh, great stories that you're telling. When all this is said and done, and I know that your Instagram is called Evolution of Lonnie, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that mean yeah. to you? Um, I mean, it, it means exactly you know what is evolving. Like, just as a human being, you evolve. Like, you're not you're never the same person that you were a year ago. You know, even a few months ago, sometimes. So, it's constant evolution. And through this injury, I have literally evolved from before this injury even like I was really shy before I got into sports and doing athletics and then that like started turning into this other person like this uh, this athlete I mean this athlete and then now I got injured which actually forced me to work on other parts of myself to evolve into this other person but overall I'm just constantly evolving into the next better version of myself. I love that. That's what you're watching. (laughs) What'd you say? So that's what you're watching. When you're like following me, you're literally watching me evolve. Like I'm, I don't know. (laughs) No, that's beautiful. And I think it's so true. You're using this as a step in the right direction, right? If you have that growth mindset as I'm, it's always making me better. It's always making me better. No matter what challenges you come up against, though they'll be challenging and I'm not taking the challenge out of it. I'm, I'm just saying that if we choose for it to be something that allows us to grow, to say, we're going to find the growth in this, then we're going to find the growth in it. Yeah, definitely. For the evolution <laughs> in it, right? Um, right. Any final words you want to say about how, how you're doing with the ACL recovery? What's your, what's your goal when you, um, when you get back, what do you think it's going to feel like to get back to racing again? Oh my God. It's going to be so sweet. (laughs) It's going to be so just a different type of sweet and fulfilling. Uh, I don't, I, I don't even know what to expect yet. Like, does it keep you going though? That feeling? It does. It's like, yes, I can't wait. It's, it's just, I'm anticipating it so much. So that's why I work so hard. I, why I get up and I cut out the time just to do the PT because Mm -hmm. I know I want to run again, regardless. Yeah. I'm not jumping off the stuff and doing flips or whatever. I want to run. Lonnie, the last thing I always ask people is the podcast is called show your scars and Uh you have now gained some new scars through this recovery process. When you look at your scars, what do they mean to you? (laughs) it's a little bittersweet because it's a painful memory but it also is a symbol of my strength Mm. like yes that happened but I overcame I it's a badge of honor so it might not be that you know it might not be my leg isn't as beautiful as it was and you know flawless but I wear this scar with honor because I know I got it doing something that I loved and I worked my butt off to get better. (laughs) I love that Lonnie. Thank you so much for joining me. That was a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. 
I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast with Wani and learned some things, whether it was challenging you about how you speak to yourself or inspiring you to start your own little mini ACL club, your little micro ACL club by just engaging with what we're doing on Instagram. You guys are really what this is about and it's also your call to action to say you can do this too. You can find support and help through people within the club. Also, I really enjoyed just hearing Lonnie talk about how it was difficult going through all this during the midst of COVID-19 and how she continued to just press on and press forward. So we can't wait to see that day when she gets back into obstacle course racing and gets to do what she loves again. Thanks again to everybody for listening to the podcast. Thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing, all the things. Really, it means a lot to me. I've been doing this for a few years now and you are the driving force behind it. So make sure you go out there today and show your scars with pride.